0: Life is a journey, and eventually all roads come together. You are listening to Breaking Camp, conversations focusing on our passion for the outdoors, everyday life, learning new things, and growing as people. I'm Aaron Brenneman. And I'm Bryce Ginther. And this is Breaking Camp.
1: All right, welcome back to part two of our New Year's Intentions.
0: Episode 202.
1: 202. And uh, so we're just going to... What we're gonna do here is we're gonna pick up where we left off last time. All right, Aaron, so let's so we've we've talked about kind of generic
0: read some articles. Yeah,
1: we've done our googling of what it what are some good. You know, New Year's resolution season to two. Make, Bryce, right? and Aaron, Bryce and Aaron Google things. We Google things. We cook things. Season one, and we ate them.
0: <laughs> and then season two, we Google, our Google things. stuff. <laughs> so, but um, it's not all just. It's just not all about the Google. We it's have some. Just not. We're going to talk about some of our own intentions for this upcoming mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about our non-resolutions, but also more just guiding philosophies for for life okay. and uh, so, how we want to evaluate the trajectory and the bearing that we're taking and. Mm-hmm. And w- what does it look like when we need to reevaluate that? You know, we both have experiences in life where we have—I uh, don't know—I don't call mine a midlife crisis. I call it sort of a, a a crushing of the of the illusion that I have it all figured out. Ooh, you love know, it. That's kind of what that. it was for me mm-hmm. that allowed me to abandon it and see the world uh, more clearly and uh, mm-hmm. what I wanted out of it and what I was doing, the way I was living it. You had a midlife crisis.
1: I did. Uh, I think it's a midlife. I don't know if it was, it was a, I called it an, uh, career crisis. Career crisis. Okay. That's a good term. Yeah. Yeah. Cause 'Cause you were kind of young. You weren't even midlife. Not even. And I was 35 years old and I kind of was, it was late one night working and I literally stopped, set my things down that were in my hand. And I just was like, I am miserable. Mm. And it was, that was a low, low point for me. So Mm -hmm. from that point forward, um, you know, like you,
0: was that, that was at 35,
1: about 35 years old, about
0: 35 for me too. Mm -hmm,
1: mm -hmm. Leading up to that was a long road of like misery that I didn't see. Mm, I wish I could say that it happened earlier and I recognized it, but I just can't say that honestly. Yeah. So, Mm. so anyway, um, so that leads into like how we may not resolve to do something different, but we, in, with the, the intentions shifted in our life. And, I, and that's where when you said, I, I like the New Year's intentions better. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's, for me, it's easier to hear and it's easier to go, hey, I can do that. you know. And if I intend to do something mm-hmm. and it doesn't really work out, I can pick right back up and intend to do it again. Right? Mm-hmm. And I can, it feels like something that you can get an on-ramp to easier. Um, whereas it's like my resolution, like it's just, I think it's so cliche and -hmm. I just, I'm out.
0: I'm out. Yeah. Me too. yeah. So I'm out. You mentioned something there though. There's a, uh, one of the Hemingway novels, the sun also rises, has a quote from a line. Uh, one of the characters in there and the guy's asking the other guy says, how did you go bankrupt? And the other character says, uh, two ways, gradually and then suddenly. (laughs) <laughs> um, so i think true. you can look at that in a financial sense you can yeah. look at that in a spiritual sense you can look at that in an emotional sense right Of like oftentimes these profound life uh reorganizations yeah will happen in a moment right in a, a big catastrophic event oh yeah um end of a career end of a relationship loss loss of a loved one but it's also happening slowly and incrementally right and in the same way that in my experience, as things were going the wrong direction and I wasn't really aware, mm-hmm. I can also m- live my life daily in a way mm-hmm. that helps me head in the trajectory mm-hmm. I want to be going.
1: Yeah. Well, and I, and I can identify with that specific example because we did go through bankruptcy. And I'm okay talking about it because mm-hmm. it's just part of life, you know, and yeah. you've got to be able to get over yourself, you know. And that was um, the thing that forced us to do that. And, and, to, and I mean, there's no truer way of saying it you do go bankrupt over like gradually and then suddenly yeah and and i can remember leaving the attorney's office after our first meeting where he just looked at us across the table and says we've we've looked at everything and this is the only option you have Mm. and there that feeling of hopelessness is is really Mm. really gutting Mm -hmm. and where you've tried and and you know Uh, tried and failed so many different things or different ways and you're out of options. Yeah. You know? So, um, so yeah, that is, I can, I can really relate to that. If you're listening to this and you're in that spot, I can just tell you that it can and will be okay. Mm. So
0: that's good. Thanks for sharing your experience. You know, I think it's helpful when we share experiences in life, whatever they may be, because it can provide, um, perspective, and hope for other people. Absolutely. So let's head over before we get going, though. With these, let's let's head to the let's grab a drink. All right, let's do it. So this yeah. is a little different camp cooler. It's cold out today. It's rainy. It is cold. You might people might even be able to hear our the rain here on the Maybe. tin roof. But uh, today we're gonna have tea. I brought some tea, one of my favorite teas. Maybe you can. I don't know if you've had a chance to look at it, but can you read a little quote on the bag? These oh, are, uh, oh. they got cute little quotes yeah. on there, inspirational. So this is a yogi tea that we're drinking. It's one of my favorites. So the green tea kombucha All right. supplies antioxidants to support overall health. All right. With an asterisk. What does yours say? These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. That's a bummer because I was going to say That's something really about it. It is really impactful. How this is going to help us n- not get coronavirus? But like, a, <laughs> I can so you, I can say it. The you, <laughs> FDA can't say it.
1: <laughs> you said on the back on the back of the little yeah, the holder, little tag. Little they got tag thing. little little quotey things. Okay, mine says this: appreciate yourself and honor
0: your soul. Oh, very Yo- on on brand for yogi tea. That, yeah, mine is life is a flow of love. Your participation is requested. But I like this tea. It's a good one. It's yeah. uh, it's a green tea kombucha i don't know how they get a whole bottle of kombucha <laughs> we'll into baggie. the little pouch see but it's nice i like the flavor it's not sweet but it's not not sweet mm. and bitter yeah it's pretty good they make another one that's a kava stress release tea yeah and that's what i thought i grabbed and then i realized when i pulled it out i didn't but this is a good one too oh, i like it it's nice and warm Isn't for today yeah and uh off brand
1: for cooler but who cares it's our show we can do what we want
0: yeah so we don't, we don't have sponsors yet telling us what we can and can't promote. Yeah. Yet. Yeah.
1: And if um, we have a sponsor that tells us that we can't have hot beverages in a cooler segment, then they better pay us a lot.
0: I was, I'm glad you said that because I was going to say, it's not that we won't have them. Yeah. They just have to pay the price. They have to pay. Yeah. 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 You want that? You want to tell us what to do? Yeah. <laughs> Get the big check. Add a couple of zeros yep. to
1: that. Mm, couple more.
0: <laughs> so yeah. So enjoy some tea, mm-hmm. you know. I Thank you. I don't know. Do you Do you drink much tea?
1: Um, not a ton, but we have a ton. This is so weird, right? We buy, we buy it all the time.
0: <laughs> I had to stop myself. I see tea all the time, yeah. and I'm like, yeah. oh, that looks good. I should buy some tea. But I have <laughs> yeah. so much tea yeah. that I can never drink that I try and mm-hmm. give it away. I'm always offering people tea. You want some tea? Uh, you yeah. want some tea? I got so much Maybe tea. Maybe we
1: should do a tea exchange, me and you. Maybe we should. It'd be kind of fun. Then when it's stale, and when it's double stale, We'll give it back to each other, thinking because we'll forget, right? Yeah. And like, oh, tea exchange. And oh, we like, could oh, do a twenty-twenty-two like t <laughs> exchange.
0: Yeah, yeah. and Annual thing. It would be a new holiday uh event, oh, yeah. a seasonal. Uh, it could be part an of our annual new Year's event. Annual event. Tea swap. Well, I had a, a joke T-swap. there. I'm going to go t swap. Let's uh, just not <laughs> do that. Let's not go down and, the and so unintended uh, phraseology. Yeah. Of things. So. Yeah.
1: So, um anyway. That,
0: that
1: That's that Hold on a second
0: So what might be some things people are asking themselves As they start thinking about Resolutions Or intentions for a year Oh my goodness That's so close
1: Is that too close to you? It's too close it's,
0: <laughs> I had to set my,
1: my cup of tea down Too close to Aaron's computer have, Which is like Two feet away I mean come on now I'm stressed for you, I grabbed the extra large mugs with the wide base. I love it, thank you, yeah, just for you, so, yeah, you said I <laughs> love it. You're supposed to not say that, no, it's okay.
0: I say it all the time,
1: yeah <laughs> that's awesome, all right, sorry, okay, you, you said so question-
0: so if someone is maybe thinking about resolutions or intentions, yeah, what might they be asking themselves
1: well, um, how about okay? why would you want to change something it's like it goes back to for me it goes back to happiness
0: oh so you're saying like if everything was going great why would i change in the way a person is living their life there's no need for resolutions i
1: wouldn't say that's true i just think a lot of people think that way yeah right because i do believe even when things are going well that's probably actually a really great time
0: Mm. to
1: to introduce some continue new thing growing or continue exactly because yeah. you know it's like if you're not growing you're you're kind of going backwards mm-hmm. right if you're not expanding you're, you're yeah. i don't i totally am missing the yeah if you're not thriving you're failing if you're not i don't know what what am i trying to say
0: if you're not going uphill if you're not pedaling uphill you're coasting downhill sure
1: yeah does yeah. that work that works yeah <laughs>
0: If you're not going with the current, the current is taking you.
1: It's, it sounds too morbid to say if you're not growing, you're dying. But, mm. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Get so, busy living or get busy dying. <laughs> sounds like a country song.
0: Classic line from the Shawshank Redemption.
1: So, um, so you know, you may be asking, am I happy? Why or why not? You know? What do,
0: uh, what do I not like about myself? Yeah, that might be one. Like I'm kind of looking a little pudgy.
1: I and I was just gonna say the very first thing that someone will say, I guarantee you will be uh, appearance related, mm. and frequently, um, it's weight. You know, um, I don't know anyone who's like I'm too skinny. I just don't. No, you know, um, even the
0: people that are plenty
1: skinny, are like I need to be skinny. Usually, they can pick, yeah, pick apart, yeah. themselves. So, um, so there is that, um, but it's not all about our. Uh, Appearance. Physical uh, appearance. Physical appearance and all that kind of stuff. But most New Year's resolutions are an attempt to find or increase happiness. Mm. That's, kind of,
0: that's kind of my... Yeah. If I lost some weight and looked better, I'd be happier. Yeah. If I ate better, I would feel better and be happier. Yeah. Yeah. How can I improve my life by changing some specific things? Right. So... Mm.
1: Um, so then I guess let's talk about us more we're shifting a little more yeah. get a little more uh personal a little more focused uh less vague um and we're also shifting from the word resolution to intentions. so intentions. what tensions what kinds of things are you intending for this new year yeah
0: what direction am I traveling yeah what uh what bearing am i on am i am I heading the direction i want to go mm-hmm What do my decisions look like around diet, pace of life, technology use, all sorts of fun stuff.
1: I also think that what's interesting about the way our intentions, if you guys hear a a little puppy, he's just, (laughs) he's whining a little bit, Rivers with us. He had
0: a little bit too much uh, (laughs) playtime with Deacon and they couldn't stop playing because they're both
1: puppies. He'll go to sleep in a minute. He needs a nap. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But like um, the, what was I trying to say here?
0: Chad, you got a cue? No. Um,
1: what are we looking at here? Are we
0: recording? Yeah. Are we talking or are we on pause? Is this for it's, the listeners? It's are recording. We, oh. Yeah. Are we leaving this in?
1: No, I just wrote down the timestamp so that we can oh, cut okay, it out. Okay. Cut <laughs> silence.
0: On. So we can pause it. So I wrote down a few things that I, as I just kind of brainstorm for this, not only for this episode, mm-hmm. but really for my intentions and my my direction. What do I want to get back to? You mm-hmm. know, for me, it's really a foundational sort of things. What are some of these foundations mm-hmm. that I want to get back to that I maybe gotten away from slowly over time? You know, I have some good r- routines. I'm eating well. I'm sleeping well. I'm exercising. Mm-hmm. Uh, but over time, you just kind of they they they. Uh, I don't stop doing them completely Mm -hmm. but I'm not you know the boundaries around them get greater and greater and I'm not eating as well not sleeping as much I don't have routines I think what it is for me a lot of it is rhythms and routines what do my rhythms and routines look like and so for me it's getting back to a foundation of a lot of these things that I know that work for me right like slow mornings Mm -hmm. like waking up and, and focusing on gratitude Mm-hmm. Not picking my phone up first thing in the morning, hmm. journaling, prayer, mm-hmm. you know quiet time, reflection mm-hmm. um uh scriptural reading, all these things that I know when I do them, mm-hmm. like my days and my my interactions with other people go better, right, my mind functions better, i'm at a s- i'm less reactive and responsive, yeah, I have more mm-hmm. margin between my emotions and I'm not you know, on edge as much as Mm. when I don't do these things. I wake up in the morning, I grab the phone and check the email and, oh, crap, what's coming at me today? (laughs) So I know so many of these things I need to do. I've just gotten out of practice, so I need to get back into a routine and a rhythm around those. And a lot of that starts with my mornings. Yeah. Yeah,
1: what I was going to say earlier was that I find that people's personalities really come into play when you're looking at changing behavior or adding behavior um, or adding something right uh, things that we intend to do grow in all that kind of thing your your personality really goes into that. you know you talk and thrive you talk about structure a lot you thrive in structure um and I'm not saying that I don't thrive in structure because I need it but I also resist it mm-hmm. and I don't look to create it uh, mm. but I value it and that's one of the weird it sounds it sounds. Like I'm, like I don't, but, but I actually do. And so, Hmm. um, like a lot of times, um, in a collaborative way, if there is someone who's very good at systems, you know, and, and, uh, come up with, Hey, this is the way I approach this and think through this. I just need to learn it. And as long as it, it looks visually good, like if it's something, a system like, like say, um, outlines or files or you know the way something the way it hits my eye is really important Hmm. not in what i like but if i engage with it Hmm. and um you know like that's a difference between you and me where when you see a
0: page with a lot of uh you know formatting you don't (laughs) like it but it's not that i don't like it it's just i can't i can't wrap my head around it yeah like i gotta get it into a yeah. The same way that you see a blank page mm-hmm. of text with no formatting, right. Can't comprehend the, the structure, the importance, the emphasis, the flow. Yeah. I'm the same way. It's so overwhelming to me. I need to get it to a form where it yeah. it, it works for me. So Yeah.
1: I like to see colors. And Bolds. bullet points and bold A's underline.
0: and B's and 1's and 2's and I's and I's.
1: I don't do the I's and I's because that's too formatted. Yeah, then you only have like an inch to write on the page. It's like, why would I throw an I I in there if I can just make it green? No. Yeah. Then I don't know what's what.
0: <laughs> I, we all have these systems. That's why systems <laughs> uh, need to, yeah. you, that's why you can't read a book on like <clears throat> right. developing this system because yeah. everybody's system has to be their own. Yeah. For it to work, because you could implement somebody else's system and it could not work for you one bit. Just like in this uh, rhythms and routines, somebody could say, you know, well, you want to have a more peaceful life. You need to do Mm -hmm. these 19 things like Mm -hmm. you may or you may not. What you need to come up with are your own rhythms and routines that allow you to be most at peace, most connected, most Mm -hmm. present in your activities.
1: Yeah. All right. So so let's talk. More okay, you, so you sh- got mornings. so morning routine is definitely one of your intentions that we mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah Um and I could I could piggyback on that and that would be by by being more active and so um, I find that the best time for me to do that would be earlier mm. um, and so from a morning perspective it's like hey you've got to get first of all set the alarm because this last year um start time has been pushed back mm-hmm. for whatever reason i and i'm not arguing with it but it did right uh, meetings stopped being you know called to order at nine you know mm. it's like hey we're gonna convene at 10 or 11 30 mm. and you're like wow like that's half the day is gone yeah you know and so you you just adapt and sort of all of a sudden, you're sleeping later, and um, and so I've gotten out of the habit of getting up early. We used to when school is in session, kids got to get to school. Mm-hmm. I'm up at you know five thirty, five forty five, and you know the alarm goes off. Sorry, it's been a long time five five forty five, but I'm out of bed at six o'clock, and mm-hmm. it's like going right. Yeah. So that's definitely changed. So anyway, so I would say one of my intentions is to get up and to. Um, just like literally walk, you know, like I I, <clears throat> I used to run a bunch, but um, you know, I gotta start
0: back at the beginning mm-hmm. again, you know. So anyway. Yeah, same for me. I I find that in the morning time I am it's beneficial for me. My preferred hours are go to sleep at about eight, eight thirty and then wake up between four and five. You know, because then my mind is fresh. I'm rested. I wake up naturally most times most mm-hmm. of the, most times I don't have an alarm set. Mm-hmm. Even if I I have an alarm set if I'm gonna go fishing or something, but mm-hmm. there's no meeting that I'm gonna have mm-hmm. or any commitment that I've made that's gonna happen before I wake up naturally. Yeah. Like the days of sleeping till eleven o'clock in the morning are well <laughs> yeah, gone for right, me. Right. So I don't need an alarm clock, you know, it just kinda of varies. But if I get into a good rhythm where I'm going to sleep at the point I'm tired at eight, eight, thirty, nine o'clock, mm-hmm. I'm up no problem. By four or five o'clock, I have time then to do these things Mm -hmm. that allow me to find a sense of peace and slow and uh, non non anxiousness about my day Hmm. that if I wake up at seven thirty eight and check my phone see what emails have come in, what clients need, what I got to do for this or that, mm-hmm. what I need to buy. You know, you get so many emails that one <laughs> second I don't even think I need a thing. And then I get an email and it's like, well, I better, I should probably be shopping. This is a good <laughs> deal. Look at this. I, they're saying I need to get this. Yeah, It's one day only. Yeah. You know, like that doesn't matter. That can wait till later. So once the day starts happening to me, I can never regain, um, that space and that margin that mm-hmm. occurs if I get ahead of myself mm-hmm. early in the morning, so I just know that's hugely valuable. So yeah. that's I, one of the things I mean I'm. I'm always
1: more creative in the morning, mm-hmm. and um, <clears throat> usually, if I'm trying to write something or I have something coming up for work that is requiring creative input, I find that in the morning I'm better at it. And yeah. so, a lot of times I'll I'll try to capture thoughts in the evening, and then sort of get those as my last thing
0: you know i'm thinking about and going that's kind to of bed. like a necessity uh, out of necessity right because yeah. you want those cleared yeah. captured so yeah. that when you get up and you're ready to do the the, the deep mm-hmm. work the creative work yeah right?
1: and then in the morning usually i i'm like oh my gosh
0: how did i not think of this
1: and i write you know then i'm
0: going yeah so there's a there's a book that i commonly here referenced i have not read it it's by cal newport it's called deep work yeah and it's rules for focus success in a distracted world mm-hmm. and essentially what it's talking about is this deep creative work yeah. that we need to do with our brains to uh you know develop pro- projects mm-hmm. to write creatively to put cohesive long form deep work concentration mm-hmm. into things yeah we yeah. don't have the ability to do anymore because we are so distracted by technology and everything in this world, right? It's our right. phone a lot of the time. Right. But it's everything. It's it's everything we got going on. Yeah. So that deep work and that creativity is really challenging. I have heard of that book. Yeah. I haven't read it yet. Yeah. <clears throat> well you can listen
1: too. All right. So what's your what's your next intention there?
0: Oh man. Sorry the dog was whining. I uh lost my page. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna be working on I've been pretty good in past seasons where I've Limited technology. I've taken all social media off my phone. That's not really a thing that I can do. um, That's feasible for me with the nature of some of the work that I do. Um, Mm. But I have done better at certain times where I remove it over the weekends, or I'm more intentional about when I check it. You know, Mm -hmm. sometimes just check it just to Mm -hmm. I'm bored. This moment's uncomfortable, or you know, I I I don't want to be in this place. I'm gonna scroll through, do some doom scrolling, right? You know, whether it's Twitter, (laughs) Instagram, Facebook, or whatever. But I, I'm, there's value in these places of knowing what friends are doing. Some of the groups and pages that I, uh, when I, when you log on to my Facebook, most people would be like, why is this all about campers? <laughs> you, is your Facebook, how do, you, how do you get a Facebook that's just campers and labs? <laughs> yeah, right. Like that's all it is because right. it shows me what I engage with. Right. right. And so that's all I'm seeing. I'll occasionally see some, I I rarely see things from friends. Oh, It's pretty interesting. weird. It's funny. But I'm, oh. I'm, my intention is to limit that and, and yeah. not have it on my phone when possible. Right. I, I've set some timers. And there was an app that I used to use called Moment that worked really well for this. Mm-hmm. But there were some changes to this app that it doesn't function in the same way. Yeah. So screen time has kind of replaced it. But I found for me, screen time doesn't work it doesn't work in the way that I need it to work. It works in a way that it, I look at my phone and I need to use GPS and it mm-hmm. says you're over your time. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't care how much time I spend on GPS for my phone. Right. You know? But, right. uh So I need to just develop some new systems around that for me personally. And then the other one would be I need to get away from being tethered to the email box. Yeah. In past seasons, I had checked my email like I would get to work when I when I worked for a statewide nonprofit I would get to work in the morning, and I wouldn't check email until I get to work at about anywhere from 6 to 7.30, you know, 6 yeah. to seven thirty, eight o'clock, and kind of depends on what was going on. Right. Get there, I wouldn't check email until 10 o'clock in the morning, and mm-hmm. then I would open up email and I would go through email, mm-hmm. and then I would respond to whatever I needed to delete whatever I need to, yeah. shut email down, and I would open it back up at about 3 o'clock in the afternoon so I had a chance to catch up on the day, yeah. get things back to people before the day is over. Right. But there's a a perception of immediacy that a lot of people feel with email that uh, how hard I work is kind of dependent upon how quickly I respond to an email, which is not necessarily the case. Like I would rather be... Being productive, getting the work done that I need to do, mm-hmm. then just responding to emails right. and not get into my work because then it's like, mm-hmm. "Well, what did you do today? Oh man, so many emails." But did no? Did you do anything? <laughs> yeah. Like, did you get anything? Right. Did, how did you? How did you progress on your projects you're working on? Like, did you move the needle on things? Right. Or did you just sit and respond to emails? Because the that's the problem with emails is that the more emails you send, the more emails you receive, that's the exactly more emails right. you need to send. Yeah, and so many people and organizations these days. I am finding, in an attempt to cut through to the fact that so many people have so much email, yeah. and don't catch their email, they think, well, the answer is I better I should send, send it, it two or three times. Yeah, only contributing to the fact that people are overloaded yep. and overwhelmed with Ignore their email. Ignore
1: it more. Yeah, you know, that's I'm the worst when it comes to email, and that's what's interesting. Uh, as as we've gotten to know each other and and um, we learn each other's you know, triggers and each each other's areas of growth and all this kind of stuff and and the things that we focus on, um, I have never really felt a need to disengage with uh, social media and email. And I don't know why. Hmm. It's not that I don't use it. I do. um, But I I think I use less social media than probably the average person. Yeah. Um, And then my email inbox is... A
0: mess. It's zero. <laughs> you don't. You're not on that deal. No. Okay. No. But I. Uh, but you get back to your emails. You 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 have a system that works
1: for your emails. I, it's not like it's you're not missing a system. Yeah. Okay. And that's the thing. It's not a system. I just know that I need to. Right. And so I was like, hey, if I haven't checked it, the I, the, the times in my in my professional life, I'll <laughs> say where I have heard the <laughs> phrase, "Hey, did you get my email?" And and the blank the blank thought and I try to make my face not look like my yeah. thought. Like I don't know what email you're what talking, you about. talking about. What are you talking about? And I, and and at the same time it's kinda like, you know what, why even pretend and just say, Nope, what did you say? And it's like and some depending on the person.
0: Well, if I wanted to tell you, I'd have called you.
1: Right. <laughs> And But a lot of people have told, and, I, and I'll say, if they, if they even show any sort of like annoyance, I'll be like, you know what? If you want me to look at it, text me because that will get me. Text you to check your email? Nope. Text me the message. Oh. If it's bigger, say, hey, I sent you an email. It's important hmm. um, because um, I, I, I am not ruled by email in my inbox yeah. because if you look at your inbox, to be honest, it, it would be generous to say 10% of it means anything. Oh yeah. Right. It's, it's a waste of time. And so I'm just like, yeah, I'm not going to change my relationship with email so far that I start going, man, I really need to limit my email usage. I'm like, I already do that. You don't need to, because you already do. Yeah. But But I probably need to increase it a little bit. Yeah, But at the same time, you know so far you know we'll see what happens like like anything could happen right but yeah. i don't miss a lot of very important things i just have have learned to navigate my working relationships where it's like not totally dependent on email
0: well it's not like yeah you know it's not like somebody the expect and i think that For me, a lot of that is in the management of the expectations around that, is that if I respond to emails within three seconds of getting them, people are going to think, you know, well, I send it to him and he responds to me like that. But if there's an expectation of, you know, I check email once a day, I'm actually working on other things. If you need me, text me. My problem with that is that my text messages delete after 30 days. They don't stay on my phone forever. Oh, yeah. So I don't keep my works, like, I don't work, mm-hmm. my text message inbox is not work. Right. Because I can't store and reference uh forever. You gotcha. Know? Whereas email, everything can live there. And I can reference it as it goes. Right. Text messages go away, so oftentimes it's like, okay, if it's something business related or needs to go somewhere, I then have to go place it mm-hmm. in the spot mm-hmm. so that I'm not thinking about it and it lives somewhere. So. Hmm. Let me let me I think my friend sent me this I thought it was hilarious. I actually had screen captured this little thing. It said this person wrote this somewhere. It says, "The best email signature I've ever seen." It says, "It's normal for me to take 2 days to read my emails and 2 more to, days to reflect on the matter and respond calmly. The culture of immediacy and constant fragmentation of time are not very compatible with the kind of life I want to lead." <laughs> oh, nice. I was like, that's perfect. That's so great. I'm planning on rewriting my email signature, not mm. in that tone, mm-hmm. but but lays out a little bit that, you know, Yeah, I check email once a day. If you need me, feel free to call me yep. because then you can call me and I can check an email or we can talk about a plan to get something mm-hmm. figured out, but not checking it all the time. But I'm kind of tethered to it with the nature of the work that I do. I was I mean, just going to say that. 17 different employers right. and all this stuff going on. So it is right. challenging. Yeah. You, you definitely rely more on email
1: and, you know, and that, I guess that's one of the prices of living the lifestyle you've chosen to live. And, you know, so I guess that then kind of uh, highlights the importance of, okay, so this is what's going to cost me, you know, in time and energy to live like this and it's worth it. And so
0: I'll have a good system to manage that. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. And as those boundaries creep and that mm-hmm. scope, you know, of when yeah. I check email, how quickly I respond, yeah. encouraging more email, you know, over time, I can hard, hold a hard and fast line, set up some boundaries. Yeah. But then I get off track a little bit and mm-hmm. I'm checking email two, three times a day and I'm checking yeah. all the time. Well, well, and well for quite a season, I didn't even have email on my phone, which was the best because when I work, I work at a computer. Like this is for. Stuff other than, I mean, my phone is primarily for music, podcasts, navigation, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. It's not for work. And I don't need to check it. And I don't have any notifications on and whatever.
1: Yeah, I know. (laughs) Because it's been funny. Like, you get, I called you. What? You did? Yeah, I called and I text. Oh, I didn't get, oh, yeah, look, you did. And I'm like, (laughs) you don't have a ring and a ding or whatever on your text and phone? I'm going, what? It's so foreign to me, right? My
0: phone will ring. Like it'll, I'll get the call, mm-hmm. but it'll be on vibrate and it'll just screen will light up. So unless I'm sitting somewhere where I see it, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't catch it. So if I'm driving, I can see it yeah, and I have hands free. Or if I'm sitting working, it's sitting next to me. Yeah. So I'll see it. Well, if it's in my pocket, it just, I don't know. I
1: always think whenever I call you, like if you answer, it's like winning the lottery. <laughs> you know, usually I get a text, hey, call you in a minute. Okay, cool. Yeah. No problem. Which I fine because it's like you're probably working. Yeah. You know, so... Um, You know, if I'm if I'm calling about something that's not super urgent, which rarely I am, yeah, it can wait. But (laughs) I just think it's hilarious because, like, I'm gonna call Aaron, he's not gonna answer. It's like, hello. I'm like, oh, 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 I I don't know what to (laughs) say.
0: (laughs) And now, just thinking a little bit more about this, I think that some of this is lifestyle design. That Mm pre-quarantine, I didn't have internet at the house, so I had a space that was not work. I had. Places I would go to, whether it was right. a coffee shop, a library, uh, one of the campuses that I work at, mm-hmm. and I would work. So I had defined work times. Yeah. Now in quarantine, I had to get internet at the house. Yeah. And so which is still lousy because it's the middle of nowhere and it's satellite <laughs> and barely works. But it works enough to yeah hit refresh on the email. Mm-hmm. And so what happens for me because my work, the way I have designed my work is it is never finished. Whether it is my client work whether it's my creative work, Mm -hmm. whether it's the podcast work, like it's never done Mm -hmm. before when I didn't have internet. It gave me a hard boundary of this is a non-work space. Everywhere else in the world is work. Mm -hmm. Home is home. And since quarantine, I don't have that. And so now to me it feels like all is work, whether Mm -hmm. I'm at home or whether I'm anywhere else. Mm -hmm. And the only time I can escape it Mm -hmm. is by going into nature. I know that that's not the truth. Yeah. But I just need to get back to saying that and understanding that so that I can set up the boundaries in these areas to be healthy with these technologies. Yeah. Huh. That's cool. That's, that's, thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks listeners for (laughs) listening to my diatribe. Yeah. You've made me a healthier, better person already.
1: (laughs) So speaking of healthy, what's your next one? Oh man.
0: I got to get on the move. (laughs) You did give me a, you did give me a nice compliment. Earlier I today. did. That I was did. nice. That felt good <laughs> because I don't feel that way often. I uh, which I'm, go- I'm cool with. Like I'm not fat, you know. No. but I'm I'm carrying some extra pounds. You post-COVID. and I both, my friend. Yeah, yeah. Somebody
1: was saying the COVID nineteen is not referring to a virus anymore. It's a, it's more 19. of a weight. It's pounds. Yeah, I'm know?
0: probably a good twenty five. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's like I have COVID twenty five. Oh
0: my gosh, what pounds. virus is that? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. exercise. I mean. I used to run. I did 50K. You know, Mm -hmm. I felt at least confident enough to enter one. I didn't finish it. I had Mm a knee injury, but like I used to run quite a bit on the the search and rescue trail running team. And I would bike. I've done 100 milers, you know, and I would just get out and do stuff. I would move regularly. Mm -hmm. And it's just been a habit that's fallen away with some injuries and then quarantine and then diet. So exercise and diet are going to be some things that I'm just a little bit more intentional about. And I'm not saying I'm going to set up a strict diet of like, this is my. What are the like? All your friends want you to join their shake program thing. Oh yeah, right, <laughs> I'm, right. Not, I'm not doing that one. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm no. not doing that, and I'm uh. not going to be very strict on what I can eat. What I'm not, I'm not weighing food, but mm-hmm. like I'm just trying to. I have a diet. I wrote it down here that I've done in the past that's worked very well for me. Mm-hmm. It's just being more intentional about what I eat. Yeah, and that intention is more stuff from the out from the outside of the of the grocery store. Less yeah, stuff right. from the inside. That's exactly, right? That's a philosophy. The other one yep. is um yep. the harder I can make my checker work, the better food quality decisions I'm making, right? So if they're having to type in numbers for everything? Interesting. Um as opposed to just scan boxes of prepared food. Right. You know, that's a, there's a good measure mm-hmm. and just um more things made by nature and God, mm-hmm. less stuff made by man. Yeah. And so yeah. lappy is my diet here that I've come up with. It's limited animal protein intake, where it's not like a vegan diet by any means, Uh but it's just, I know that I, my body responds better and more consistently to energy throughout the day. Mm -hmm. Like energy wise, I have fewer dips, highs and lows. Yeah. If I limit the animal protein that I eat. And so (laughs) Mm -hmm. I don't need to eat meat every single meal. Right. Do a lot of stews, do a lot of smoothies, Mm -hmm. do a lot of salads for lunch, you know, and just load them up. I, you know what I'm going to miss. In the future, what? going forward, I used to love a good salad bar that had baby corn, <laughs> cottage cheese, right. and peaches. Yeah, you told me. <laughs> yes, that's no longer. <laughs> yeah, that's another. Here's the oh. thing. Here's the thing. My friend told me the other day. It was like, <laughs> you remember back when <laughs> it'd be somebody's birthday and then they'd blow all over the cake and then everybody would eat it. I know <laughs> that is definitely a thing now. Like that's y- not happening. we have conditioned.
1: Well, just what has happened from this last year has been, uh, you know, I've caught myself watching shows and you're just blown away. People are like hugging and like, mm. you know, getting in each other's faces. And it's just like, I can't believe they're doing. Oh, wait. You know, it, it's so bizarre. Yeah. And the the birthday cake one for sure. Is just, blow hilarious. all over this
0: and then we'll cut it and I'll eat it.
1: And then, and then usually the ones that you actually follow through with the birthday cake, blow it out the candles, who, who are those people? They're kids. Oh, yeah, right. Well, the kids are the worst kids when it comes worst. to germs because yeah. they're just walking germ factories, and so then they're blowing on their cake that you're gonna eat a piece of. Which I have to say, I don't like cake, but. Did obviously had no clue that was saving me, right? <laughs> you know, because I yeah. do love a good brownie, you yeah. know. But but I'm going. That is it. Just like thinking, like watching somebody blow out a candle, like you said, it grosses me out now. Yeah. So we got to <laughs> grieve some of these things,
0: like the salad bar. What Rest are, what, in peace.
1: Maybe we give little snuffers now, and it's like like we snuff out candle candles. Stuff? Yeah. I think
0: everyone should have a candle snuffer. That is such a safe way to go. <laughs> yeah. I give those as gifts you do yeah oh especially when i'm somewhere and i'll see somebody blowing or candle melting all over the table yeah are you talking about the one with the little cup on the top end of the stick yeah it's a long metal stick and then it's got a little cup thimble thing on it yeah they're great make great gifts (laughs) that's (laughs) awesome so lappy because when i eat less animal protein Mm -hmm. i have fewer highs and lows Hmm. so that's cool i like that i like that a lot yeah so how about you um,
1: I, like I was talking to you a little bit before we started, before we hit play or hit record, uh, exercise and diet are definitely <laughs> river's getting, he's ramping up his spine. River is
0: ready for dinner.
1: Um, he, he is. Um, I want to exercise more. Uh, I also want to eat better. And, and I think like with you, um, dieting is, is something that I, it is the big mystery in the world, right? Like what's the right way? And it's mm-hmm. like, I've read things, I've been, I've tried things. And it's just like a lot of people, you know, by the time you hit your 40s, you've probably done most of the, the mm-hmm. things. And and so, you know, for me, mostly it's habits that you, you train yourself differently, right? And so mm-hmm. I'm with you where, you know, if you can never eat sweets again, it's probably not going to succeed. If you yeah. can never, you know enjoy that beer or, um, cake or, or, um, you know, I don't know, a cheeseburger, right? Like it's, if you can never have those things and you're only eating green things and smoothies and this, it's just not going, you may do it for a short term, short amount of time, but it's just not going to stick with you. And, um, you know, even like, um, you know, I don't know if I'll get into trouble with people that I know that do Uh this, but people that, that are constantly, Crossfitters, constantly eating keto is, is like, I just don't see that as sustainable long-term. Yeah. And and I also think that we'll find out later that it's also not healthy to continually force your body to live in ketosis. Ketosis, yeah. And because that, that is a reaction to the state of where things are at. And it's like, hey, uh, you got to allow your body to to go back to what is some sort of baseline, you know,
0: so it can relax and like recover. If you're a hardcore CrossFitter, you can email Bryce at BreakingCampPodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, I'll check it never. (laughs) You actually do check it. It's <laughs> a funny thing. <laughs> I think you're right, though being hard and fast and strict about something. And who who knows? You got you got your science, I got my science. You yeah. got people over here right. eating nothing but meat and cheese, mm-hmm. and you got people over here eating no, nothing but lettuce. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And and they may work for different people and different mm-hmm. types, but yeah. So yeah. just an intention around better food decisions, mm-hmm. better rhythms of exercises. Yeah, and I really enjoy doing things like running and yeah and biking and things. So, and I
1: think I think what I have uh, identified, Amy and myself both, we tend to not do extremes, and so mm. extreme in any direction. And um, <clears throat> you know, and and uh, we have gotten criticism over the years for that. Um, but I also uh, haven't been divorced yet, you know, mm. and and so That's it, good. It's one of those things that sometimes. Uh, you know managing the extremes in life and and saying you know that's I'm gonna stop here mm-hmm. and it's gonna be good enough I think that I think that helps people be healthier not just physically but like holistically right emotionally yeah. and and everything else that goes along with it um, and I'm not gonna go down the rabbit trail of like we need to achieve life balance but but it's just like avoiding extremes, is a good
0: thing mm-hmm. most of the Moderation, time. Moderation, sure. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that there is a, a whole lot to be said about the. It is a holistic approach to this. Mm-hmm. It's what does your spiritual life look like? It's what does your diet look like? Your exercise, your mm-hmm. your sleep routines, because mm-hmm. you could be nailing it in two areas, right, and completely a whack job and off in these other ones. Exactly. You know, I could spend all my time at the gym and be completely fit and buffed out and think I look great and all this, and yep. eat nothing but, I don't know, rice and. Chicken, you yeah. know, Dude, it's uh, exactly seven meals about. a day. Yes. But then like my soul is empty yep. and I have no spiritual growth or self-awareness or, you know, yep. finances are a wreck and I'm buying the new Porsche because I want other people to think yep. this of me, you know. It's, it's exactly what I'm
1: stick. talking about. Yeah. You, you can't, if you, and, and that's the thing, most of the time when you see someone who chases extremes or, or pursues that and, and celebrates that. hmm I almost can guarantee you there is a massive blind spot, at Mm -hmm. least one in Mm -hmm. their life. And, you know, behind, you know, each, you know, whatever, ultra runner, even though I really respect them, I don't know how many ultra runners have maybe unhappy spouses at home or maybe they don't have relationships that are, (coughs) excuse me, that are, um, you know, healthy yeah. because of the time that they have sure. to spend doing that one thing. Yeah. And, um, but anyway, all that to say, it's like the extremes of the world are kind of baffling to me. It's like, mm-hmm. eh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go far, but not, not as far as that. <laughs> so you guys are just kind of middle of the rotors
0: on everything. not yeah. Too extreme.
1: Yeah. Not, not long ago, our kids were saying you guys are, or maybe it was our oldest. I don't remember. Um, you guys are kind of boring, you know, mm. And, and we were, I think the conversation was something. Did you say thank you? (laughs) I think that's a compliment. Yeah. Um, she, it was, it was the, um, you know, we shouldn't be, um, limiting dreaming, right? Which we weren't, but Mm -hmm. I I don't know. The conversation was probably shame on us for being a little bit practical about some things or you want to achieve this goal. Cool. So what are some practical things that would get you there? Well, that was not so welcome, and it's like, what so would happen if you typical weren't answer. able to achieve that? Would you be okay, or would it, what 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 happens if? Right, because mm-hmm. heaven forbid, you know, we don't achieve every desire of our heart. Yeah, and, and so it was just like, ugh, you guys, you're just you're just so ordinary, <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's like, yeah, that doesn't sting. Try again. you know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and you're welcome also yeah yeah you know. uh, anyway uh
0: all right where are we at here i keep losing my list because <laughs> i keep trying to order my dinner um you know i think that it's just really for me it's been a, a, a good eye-opening process to say a good pros project in self awareness to sit down and say okay I know where I'm not doing well, and I need to get back to the basics. I know what the basics are. Mm. I don't need no. I don't need any fad totally. diet thing. Totally. I don't need to read a new book. Like mm-hmm. I just need to sit down and say, okay, what are the priorities of what I need to do that I've gotten away from? Yeah. In a changing world environment, mm-hmm. and I need to focus on those things. Mm-hmm. Focus on the most important. Let the other stuff fall in line behind it. Mm-hmm. Which, for the most part, when I focus on the things that aren't. Work related aren't relationship related. Mm-hmm. When I focus on the stuff I'm talking about and mm-hmm. my rhythms and my routines, all my other world explodes and blossoms mm-hmm. because my relationships are better, my work, my work responsibilities are better. Yeah, all of this stuff. So yeah. that is the thing. But it doesn't really make sense in our culture. Yeah, like the way to 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 get you know more work done is to do more work. Yeah. It's not to sit for half an hour quietly in the morning. Like that yep. makes no sense. Yep. But if I can. If I can do things better mm-hmm. through my approach, that's kind of what I'm working on. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah.
1: So I have three more. Okay, you got three more? Uh-huh. Um, this one is is an interesting one, um, at least to me. I don't know what you'll think of it, but um, it's a specific one, and, and it's something that is easily uh, achieved, but it will take perseverance. And that is... Um, having a farm notebook okay oh yeah so so uh when i say that we live on a farm we we don't really it's more of a just piece of property that we like to call a farm it's a hobby farm Farm. but we kind of treat it and we're sort of trying to um make it more farmy and so for us it's a farm and what i have realized in the close to three years that we've been here is that there's just cyclical work that needs to be done. Mm. And this is the first time that Amy and I have lived on property. And so I was like, you know, I just need a notebook that has like, hey, in this season and then down to maybe even the month, I don't know yet, but for sure seasonally, these are the tasks that are important to maintain this property. And, it, and mm. uh, that was something that I really valued when I was a volunteer firefighter. It was a thorn in my side. But I grew to understand that a task book Mm -hmm. is very, very helpful. And it takes those stinking, boring maintenance things, and it really just breaks them down into bite-sized chunks. Mm -hmm. And we had daily, weekly, and monthly, and Mm. annual um, tasks. And, you know, it's like that was part of the the shift. Now, we were volunteers, and so we would go out for about 12-hour shifts, right? So we'd go out after work usually, have some dinner, There's some chores to do in the evening and, and then we would sleep there that night. And so unless it was on a weekend and maybe you do it during the day, but depending on that, it would be, you know, you're always daily checking your safety gear and your rig that you're going to be riding in. Mm -hmm. But then weekly you might be, you're checking, you know, the, the rig in a more in-depth way. Right. Mm. And so anyway, I, I got to thinking about that and I was like, you know, out here on the farm, I need a book like that. I need something that I can go, okay, it's a notebook paper into the thing, totally old school, Yeah, and just say, I know that I need to clean my the flue of my fireplace or my wood stove um, every six months, mm, mm-hmm. you know, because we heat totally with wood. And so last year we had kind of a scare, you know, where it, I, I get up on the roof and, and I'm like, oh my gosh, the reason that it wasn't. Ventilating, you know, smoke was getting into the house was because it was clogged so badly, and that was just a a fire waiting to happen, right? And so uh, we dodged a bullet, but it's Mm -hmm. like, hey, I learned something, and so I'm like, okay, I gotta, gotta make a book. So I want to make a farm book. uh, Okay, that's a good one.
0: I like that one. So every morning you'll put in there, get the eggs, get the eggs, 365 days a year. Yeah, get get the eggs, get the eggs, get the eggs.
1: Yeah. And if you, as you've uh, people probably know me better or good enough now to go, he'll never do something daily. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, that's why you got kids too. Yeah. They make it in the restaurant world. There's a, a thing called the manager's red book, mm. which is similar to that. Yeah. Um, and so basically, what it does is it helps you remember those seasonality things, those mm. holiday things, those trends, yeah. and things that are going on. So when you come to them the next year, you can just look back and be yeah. like, October. What happens? Oh, this is what happens in October. Yeah. Attendance falls off because we're back in school. Right. Back to school. Bills are coming to do all this stuff, you yeah. know. And so I just kinda do that just the same way. Whereas yeah. you have things that you need to do. And you should never be surprised yeah. by seasonal things. Never. And so you don't want to be. You, no.
1: And and that's the thing where it's like, you know, you hear people say, Gosh, Christmas just really snuck up on me. Really? Then you're too busy. You know, it's like how did mm. it sneak up on you? And I'm not saying that I'm the most prepared person. Yeah. But it's like no, it, we've been talking about it since Halloween. You know, how it's does it sneak Been in the store since August. <laughs> yeah. So so I'm, I don't know, it always blows me away. Um and
0: so the, I wonder if that's just more of a f- a phrase and a sentiment to sure. that re- that that refers to the fact that their life is so busy it's passing them by. Yeah, And, you know, one day it's summer, the next day it's Christmas.
1: <clears throat> I think it has more to do with most people are a hot mess. That's true. I, th- I mean, if you just make a broad blanket statement. Yes. You know. So. I'm trying
0: to be less cynical as one of my <laughs> intentions for the new year.
1: Yeah. Oh, good. Um,
0: Thanks for making me feel like a jerk. That's okay. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. What else we got? Okay. I don't know. My notes keep going away. What's wrong with you? We don't want to have them printed out like some of those real podcasts. I have
1: two more. I have two more. So uh, while you're looking for your notes, I'll share that. I want to read. I want to get back into the habit of reading more. Um, Mm. And uh, so I'd like to read about a book a month. And, again, like I I don't have a hard and fast thing, right? But if I'm trying to work through a book a month, um, I, that's good, you know, and that just contributes to growth and I want it to mm-hmm. be a mix of professional development, but also just fun. And recently I uh, was listening to another podcast and they talked about the book, um, uh, my side of the mountain mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I couldn't remember if I'd ever read it. And that's so a old one, right? Yeah. 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 The kid runs away from home mm-hmm. and he says, Hey, I'm going to run away. And they have like a farm property that yeah. the grandpa lived at. And so he goes there to live. Right. And, um, fictional book, but just a, just a true escape. And I chewed through that thing mm. and it's awesome. Love it. And I probably will continue reading that, you know, yeah. over and over, um, you know, periodically, but that was such a fun book. But now after that one, I need to go and balance that
0: with maybe some professional development. Mm. So, but Yeah. So that's kind of one of my read read a little bit more. That's awesome. Yeah, I do a lot of reading as well. I'm constantly in the middle of like six books and mm-hmm. like the ideas all <laughs> ebb and flow together and, and it's like I read this, I don't know where, yeah, what, but it was yeah. this and um so I'll kind of do the same thing. I'll go back and forth between professional development, you know, mm-hmm. self help genres of mm-hmm. sorts. Mm-hmm. Um, and then fiction as well. I've been reading a bit of Charles Martin the last couple of years. That's been really yeah. good for just a good story. It's um, mm-hmm. it's like a it's like a Nicholas Sparks, but with a little bit more meaning and depth to it. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you want to talk about some books? Do you want to talk about what we're reading? Yeah, we let's brought do a couple that. Of
1: books. I will. I will I strike my on. last intention, and we'll go into the book thing. I think. Oh, do you want to? Did we not
0: get to your third? Do you want to say it? It's fine. The listeners might really be saying, "What's the third one?" You do want to know what it is, don't okay, you? Okay, let's hear. It. It's Fishmore, isn't it? Hmm. Oh, is it really? It really is. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I I actually I'm gonna, I want to try and Everything. fish every week, and they're like, "Gosh, that's all I talk about." No, and I'm like, you know what? If fish. you want to listen to a podcast where people don't talk about fishing, there's a lot of them. Um, this one we talk about fishing quite often, so. <laughs> but we do. That's a good goal. But um, yeah, it's I'd like to fish every week if possible, and I think it's possible. But obviously, that is again um, back to the extremes thing. If it becomes an extreme, then I can't do that. Yeah. So as long as there's a way I can do it in a balanced or, you know, kind of a a way that uh, works for my family and me, then I want to try and do it Mm. because I, uh, like you say, with with your mornings and when your morning routines are right, you're in a better place and you're a better person. You're more functional and healthy. And that uh, I have seen with myself when I get out and get alone and to get into nature and and Mm. specifically on water. um, More often I just feel better. And yeah. so um, I think that's a good thing. So we got to take care of ourselves. Yeah,
0: self care. Mm-hmm.
1: So there you go. Those are my intentions.
0: Now back to the books. Okay. Well, I just wanted before I say something, I wanted I brought this here, and you were asking me about. It. It's got a case on, but I got a Kindle. they mm-hmm. Amazon Prime Day. Yeah, and it's the paperweight or something. It has no glare. It's really nice. It's small. Holds a charge for. Ever. Ever, yes. Um. But it's super beneficial for me because I'm the type of person that when I travel or even if I go backpacking or Mm -hmm. camping, like I don't know what I'm gonna be in the mood for. So I end up taking nine books.
1: Oh nice. When I go
0: backpacking, right, I take a Bible, a journal, Mm -hmm. I take this book, I take that book, and all of a sudden I got four books, five books, and it weighs pretty fast. Weighs quite a bit. So this has been nice for me just to be like, Okay, I know like I can Get by with just this mm-hmm. and a small pad of paper, mm-hmm. and I don't need to carry a whole bunch of weight. So that's and those are nice cheap for me. now, right? This was cheap. I got it during Prime Day. It was like I don't know, seventy bucks or something. Yeah. And then I get I get most of my books through the library. Mm-hmm. That just come through Kindle form. Yep. Or through Overdrive, the audiobook. book. Yep. So it just they dump right in there. It's great. Does that run audiobooks? It can, but it has to be connected to like extra. I don't do it. Okay. It has to be connected. To, I think it might connect to my AirPods <clears throat> or something. But. Huh. Cool. We'll see. So that's right. that's kind of been helpful for me in packing a little bit lighter. Is I can just take this and send nine books because right. I already pack way too heavy most of the time anyway. Yeah. So speaking of books, you know, you and I
1: are um, kind of alike in that over the years and through our self discovery and learning, um, there have been books that have influenced us. And the way I worded it was. The books that have helped us see ourselves, mm-hmm. and then helped us to um, start to take change and learn ourselves better, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so, so I was just was gonna go through like I have, I only have four written down. There's, I think, I got more. four. So two, why don't so that'd be good. why don't we share uh, the books that that we kind of go back to or or look
0: at as pivotal? Do you want to go? Sure. Before I go to that one, I'm gonna read. I'm gonna reference the one that I'm presently reading. That has been very good, and mm. so I'm reading "Redemption of an," the redemption of an Air American icon, which is uh, it's Johnny Cash. The redemption of an American icon. Mm. It's by Greg Laurie. Mm-hmm. If you know who that is, he's a pastor. He writes a ton of books and mm-hmm. leads a church. I think it's in Hawaii or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not just a typical biography of Johnny Cash. It's a book about Johnny Cash's wavering, not his wavering faith, but like. His faith as his foundation hmm. as he went through success and highs and lows and drug uh-huh. addiction right. and marriage is falling apart and all of this stuff. And it looks at his highs and his low and how he continually moved back to to his faith and his foundation amid that in the recording industry and through his albums yeah. and throughout the years. So that's been a really good book. Huh. That's cool. I'll have to put that on my list. Yeah, it's a good one. Huh. Right on. So that's what I'm reading now. What about you? What's the first one?
1: So first one, uh, and so here's the lens I also did. Is these are kind of books that I've read a while back. Okay. Okay. So so and and if you find yourself in a place of like, listen, I identify with you guys and your and your mm. crisis in life, and that's where we're at. That's where I want to talk to you. Okay. In my books. Yeah. That's and where s- the rest of mine land too. Perfect. Awesome. Um. So the first one is called Outliers, and that one is written by Malcolm Gladwell. And I will tell you, um, the, he's written a bunch of books. I kind of feel like they're just an extension of outliers, Mm -hmm. but, but they're good reads. And the thing I like about Malcolm Gladwell is he has been gifted with a mind that can look at a situation completely upside down, backwards, reverse, however you want to phrase it. He sees it differently and he teaches you to look at things differently. And, um, like one of the things he he starts out in the book is why are, you know, he talks about hockey players and and why are hockey players, you know, mostly from Canada and and all this kind of stuff and it's like well they play most of the hockey there but is what I would say but but he t- he starts looking at birthdays and how birthdays actually affect who makes it into the NHL and hmm. breaks that down and, and it's kind of a nature versus nurture thing okay and um, I'm not going to spoil anything. I want you to discover this book. Spoiler alert! <laughs> I won't. I won't. I won't spoil anything. But it is such a cool exercise in looking at common life problems and situations that everybody encounters and faces. But going, hey, I can actually look at this differently. And he
0: kind of helps do that. So hmm. yeah, really good book. Outliers. Interesting. Wow, I am familiar with. Gladwell read some of his stuff, read the tipping point, but mm-hmm. not, mm-hmm. not alex I, I I've read a few read. of his books have and you? they're great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna start with one of the most probably life changing books that I have read on uh introspection. Mm-hmm. Um is called The Untethered Soul, The Journey Beyond Yourself by Michael Singer, Mm -hmm. which is a really good book. Mm -hmm. Um, A couple of quotes that I have from it was basically he says in there, when a problem is disturbing you, don't ask, what should I do about it? Ask what part of me is being disturbed by this? Mm. And there there is nothing more important to me to true growth and realizing that you are not the voice of the mind, you are the one who hears it. So he has this mm-hmm. concept where he talks about the inner roommate. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, th- we all have to some degree the voice that we hear inside yeah. that says things. Basically, the the way he goes about it is it it commentates the world to give yeah. us a semblance of safety. Yeah. Even though the perspective is not always true. Right. So he he talks about visualizing it as somebody who lives in your house. But they live in your head, and they just stay in the back room playing video games, watching TV, and then they all come out every now and again to steal your joy, mm. or to make you, or to make you worry, yeah. or to give you fear. And so, to be able to say that that is not, that is not me. That is the voice inside yeah. of me. That is essentially it's trying to narrate the world around me right. to give me some sense of okayness and safety. Mm-hmm. And so, realizing that for what it is. Um, so the untethered soul, the journey beyond yourself by Michael Singer. So nice. I recommend that highly. Uh, all of these books that I have listed here, I think are on my website at uh, myname.com. Oh yeah. So. And we should share all these. We'll put these in the show notes. Show notes. Love it. Maybe we can have Chad type those up. <laughs> uh, he's, he's, on it. he's
1: like, Ugh. okay, fine. Um, all right. So, uh, this one, I'm just going to get in, get out. It's called the four hour work week. And that is by Tim Ferriss. And, um, I was thinking of this for you specifically when you start talking about checking your email on a schedule and he's very big on, on, um, you know, looking at your life and saying, what kind of life do you want to live? How much is that life going to cost? Now live your life in a way that allows you to afford that. And so mm-hmm. it, it's going to mean that you have to give up some things, but, and, uh, but it's going, it's, he, you're able to achieve the lifestyle you want and, um. He actually talks about like mini retirements and instead of like waiting for just taking a vacation once or twice a year and then working your whole life away and then Mm. retiring when you're in your 70s and you've lived your healthiest years away. He's like, why do we do this? This doesn't make sense. Let's live our life now. And I love the concept there, and it gets deep in the weeds if you're looking at like starting businesses and this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But you can also listen to it or read it in a in a contextual way that's more of a big picture. And so I would include that on on the list and um, just flipping life
0: a little bit and and looking at it differently. It's yeah. awesome, great read. No, that's a good one. I've re- I've actually read that a number of times, and mm-hmm. it's not you know the four hour work week is like wait, just work four hours. It's not. Yeah, it's a misnomer. It, yeah, but you know. Yeah. It is a systems-based approach because it's, all, it's time or money. Yep. And so what do you value? And so much of our yep. slaving away in work that we find miserable is at the expense of our time and the joy in our life. And yep. so he encourages. And with technology and innovation, we have so many more opportunities these totally. days. It's great. Um, that is a good one. All right, so, what's your next one? We got my, ten minutes here, we so, ten we minutes, so we got to rock it out. We got to rock it through. So hopefully, you've made it this far. <laughs> you got to get to the good stuff. So we'll get all these links in the in the show notes as well. So I have uh, "As a Man Thinketh" by James Allen, hmm. uh, philosophical writer known for his inspirational books and poetry, is a pioneer of the self help movement. The best known for his work "As a Man Thinketh" that he wrote. Uh, in 1903 and it's been mass produced so this is one of my absolute favorites I listen to it on audiobook mm-hmm. it's in the public domain it's free and it's available it has one of my favorite lines that kind of uh, is a nut you know that I go back to mm-hmm. when I think about the scope of a dream mm-hmm. and so it says in one of them it's like there's a whole bunch of short little chapters it's a great yeah. read and especially cool. on audiobook you can yeah. throw it in while you're in the shower in the car here too uh, you know whatever Dream lofty dreams, and as you dream, so shall you become. Your vision is the promise of what you shall one day be. Your ideal is the prophecy of what you shall at last unveil. The greatest achievement was at first and for a time a dream. The oak sleeps in the acorn, the bird waits in the egg, and in the highest vision of the soul, a working angel stirs. Dreams are the seedlings of reality. That's a, cool. I cannot recommend that book enough. That's awesome. So James Allen, As Man Thinketh.
1: All right, so my next one is called "Born to Run," and this is Christopher McDougall. Mm. Um, This is—it's got to be in my top two or three books. Uh, And there's a ton of um, a ton of life stuff in here. The whole book starts with the question, "Why does my foot hurt?" And Mm. here's this guy—he's a very healthy uh, kind of adventure reporter. And he's trying to run a few miles, and his foot hurts, and he doesn't know what the heck is going on. when he can do all these other extreme things without injury, hmm. and that takes him on a journey. And this is a nonfiction book that is so fun; it feels like fiction. So for me, it, it it's oh, wow. all of the things for me that intrigue me and bring me in. Um, it's got science in there, uh, you hmm. know. It's researching uh, people, groups, and tribes, running tribes of the world. It is fascinating. Even if you're not a runner, the story and the character development in this book is incredible. So I recommend it. I love it. I've listened to this book so many times. I have it in hard copy. So yeah, great book. Hmm. Great
0: book. Born to Run. Mm-hmm. I thought you were going with Eat and Run by Scott Jurek, which is a book I've read. Well, Scott Jurek <laughs> is a character. He's one of the guys in Born to Run. Is he? Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Scott Jurek is a great dude. He's awesome. Interesting. So anyway.
0: Cool. Nice. I'll check that one out. I'm mm-hmm. not familiar with that great one. Great book. Um, how many more do I have? do? I just have time for one more. We only have time. For, well, I went. Let's first. do one more. Yeah, I'm going to do one more. I'm going to give my honorable mention though to uh the Tao Te Ching by Lao Tzu, uh, written in fourth century BC. Chinese philosopher. It's where they yep. the common you know journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. Single step. Yeah, comes absolutely. from. So that's my honorable mention. But the the one that I have given to probably personal development book that i've given to mm-hmm. probably more than any other um the four agreements by don miguel ruiz i heard of that and i haven't read it oh I life changer to, is amazing it. yeah. so it's it's a you know it's this concept and based upon this old ancient toltec wisdom of mm-hmm. you know if you implement these four agreements with mm-hmm. yourself mm-hmm. in your life mm-hmm. you will upend and change Your world, your relationships around you, and everything in a positive way, right? In a good way. That's cool. And the four agreements are: be impeccable with your word, don't take anything personally, uh, don't make assumptions, and always do your best. You know, if you can hold on to those four things, yeah, it's there's so much freedom in that. Yeah, because you know, I used to walk around thinking people are doing things to me. You know, and then I through this and a journey journey of. Spiritual growth and development, I realize you know people are just doing things, yeah, nobody's doing anything to me. Mm-hmm. I take everything personally, and then this gave there was so much freedom in this, and assumptions you know it's like I try and be I'm almost blunt to a point of clarification mm-hmm. because I don't want to make assumptions mm-hmm. because that just causes um conflict potential, and you know misunderstandings in yep. so many ways right, and then be impeccable with your word is purely up to me you know and how am i doing where right. am i i'm I'm not always there and i can always improve and be better mm-hmm. so and then am i doing my best am i doing my best in career personal yeah. relationships yeah. you know every realm how am i doing like am i showing up and giving it my all totally and that's on me and if i cover those four things yeah excel that's a tremendous book gonna, i may have some list. extra copies so okay
1: Uh, All right, my last one is uh, Love Does by Bob Goff. Mm. And I'll tell you this. So Bob Goff, you either love him or hate him. I don't know. I I
0: have, I know I think there's some middle room because I'd say I'm in the middle. Are you? I've read it and I've read Maria's book, you Mm -hmm. know. What is her book? Um, Love Does, Hope Does. Hope Does, I think, is what hers is.
1: And he's also written a book called Everybody Always, which kind of is like Love Does Part Two. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But here's the premise of, of his um Approach to life that it comes through in this book, and it's essentially the way I gather it is that it is life is about relationship, and and whether that is friendships or you know professional or you know intimate or spiritual, but it's relational, mm-hmm. and and to and so much um, of of what we do is focused on um, achieving or. Uh, you know success and and I just love the message of of the book where he it's just being there mm-hmm. for the people around you and and loving those by being present yeah and and he was a uh on the receiving end of someone who uh, just loved him as a friend. Right. And just was there for him and watched him make some silly mistakes, but was there. Mm. And, and so I just, that book, um, you know, it's not like it changed my trajectory in life, but, Mm -hmm. but I think it's a really good reminder that, that we all need, um, and coming off of a heels of probably the hardest year most of us have ever encountered. Um, this is a great reminder. It's a good read. It's positive
0: And you will, you'll leave. Going. It's not heavy. It's a good story. It's easy. Yeah. It's light. It's, it's totally. Great. Yeah. yeah. He has a podcast as well. Mm-hmm. He's tremendous. He's a great guy. I mean, you, he's, he's the guy who puts his phone number in the back of the book. Yeah. He says, Hey, get, call me. Anyway, I know. And he answers it. So many times I've been <laughs> wanting to call
1: him and I just like, I don't even know what I would say, yeah. you know? Yeah.
0: So But he anyway. is so filled with joy and excitement. he's mm-hmm. he's he's a little elevated for me. You know, I he's I'm exciting. a little bit more yeah. melancholy. Sure. But you know that he is overflowing with joy right. and love for people. Right. So exactly. That's a that's a great ad. So thank you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I, I think he would be a fun
0: uh guest. Mm, well, let's call them up. That's <laughs> is that going to be one of your guests? Yeah, maybe. We got some exciting news coming up with uh, some guests we got up coming later this year. So, so
1: that's what we've got. So, hopefully, you end? are you are making are. if you're making intentions or resolutions. We wish you the best of luck on that. And we
0: or uh, maybe you're not. Maybe you're just stuck. You know, yeah. but this maybe is some inspiration or some resources or some places for you to turn and yeah. think about things uh, yeah. to get that. Going differently for you.
1: All right, mm. so we are uh, we're excited about this new year,
0: and thanks for being with us. Anything else you need to add? No. So we're back for the new season. This is episode yeah. where, where every Thursday should be. Our goal is at least through you know the foreseeable mm-hmm. future. Every Thursday in your feeds, like us, subscribe if you like this and you find it fun. Share it with mm-hmm. a friend. Mm-hmm. Post us up a five star, fifteen star. Let's see how many <laughs> stars. Twenty five star. Review on your podcast player. Um, send us a comment. We want to hear from you. You can email us breakingcamppodcast at gmail.com. Our phone number is somewhere. Listen, it'll be in the show notes. We don't know. It's 50 something. <laughs> we don't have it on the episode outline. Ch- Chad said he'll get it in there in the episode outline for next week. So we have the close out But yeah, just excited for a new year. Thanks yeah. for everybody who listens. If you want a sticker, hit us up. And most importantly, get outside. Have some fun. See ya.